Hi, this is Larry Smith. This is Brad Sturdy. And this is Mike Kegley. We're the Illini guys saying Happy New Year. Don't be alarmed. Our state-of-the-art Illini Guy studio is dark, but we're okay. Nobody's ill or hungover. Although Mike could be in a food coma from eating too much pizza. <laughs> That's always possible. Anyway, our production crew and everybody here at the station enjoyed having some extra time off last week and voted to do it again. And because we're such nice guys, we said, okay. Yeah, why not? So here is an encore presentation of the Illini Guy Sports Spectacular with more of our favorite interviews. We know 2021 had its ups and downs, but we made it through and we did it together. And here's to all of your dreams coming true in 2022. The Illini Guys look forward to more laughs and hopefully more wins in the coming year. Now, we hope you enjoy the show. Wednesday was signing day for Brett Bielema's Illini football team. Coming up, a complete breakdown of the future, orange and blue. That's just ahead in the next hour. One of those putting the ink to paper was Rochester star athlete Hank Beatty. He's just been named the Gatorade Player of the Year in Illinois, and he talked with Brad on his Sturdy for 30 podcast. We're excited to have him here because he's not only a future Illini, but he's also the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Illinois. That's a big-time honor. Uh, it's not just about playing on the field. It's also about your citizenship, um, you know, being a good student, all that good stuff. So, Hank, what, what are your thoughts on being the Gatorade Player of the Year? Uh, you know, it's definitely a big honor, and I'm really glad that I got it. Um, I worked hard uh, through school, through uh, football, you know, and I've had tons of help from my family and my teachers and, you know, everybody in the community. So it's just uh, really cool to, to get it and be able to have it. Now, do they have a, will you go to, they have an award ceremony? Or they just, it's going to, they send you a plaque. How's that work? I, I don't know, actually. I have to <laughs> kind of figure all that stuff out. So that's cool. That's cool. It's a, it's a pretty good thing. Of course, you know, Hank is going to be an Illini next year. I, I think you're still going to be an Illini. You're going to sign on uh, Wednesday. Is that right? Uh, I think so. I'm not really sure. I got to, <laughs> I got to text my coaches and figure all that stuff out. So I'm a little behind on that, I think, but. That's all right. I mean, you've been busy this fall. You've been busy this fall, as we mentioned, doing a lot of football stuff. So um, you're, look, let's talk about your season. You, you know, you guys had a great year. I mean, obviously a great run. Um, you, you know, you run into, you know, you had, you played some great competition. I have to say when you guys went up to, up to Loyola and, and you, you, it had a rough outing in that game, but how, how, tell me about that game a little bit and how that maybe helped you guys as the season progressed. Yeah, you know, uh, going up there so early in the season, um, it kind of I can I think it kind of wakes us up for the rest of the season. You know, um, just playing big competition like that—that's so good. Has great coaching and you know a ton of good athletes. Um, wakes you up, makes you realize that you need to you need to prepare better for some of these teams that we're going to play maybe in the future in the playoffs. So I think that um, playing them early was good, just so we could kind of figure out what we needed to work on. And then, of course, the other big matchups you always get are the SHG games. I mean, and I'm sure you'd probably trade right now. You'd rather have won the, lost the first one, won the second one. But they were both great games. I mean, they're so much fun to watch when you got all those. Of course, you got the Leonard Bull factor, you know, father, son, all that stuff. What's that like playing in a game like that that's just so hyped in this area? I mean, every year. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a crazy experience. Um you know, as soon as as soon as you get to school on Monday, it's all about the Leonard Bull and it's SHU week and everybody in the school can kind of feel the atmosphere and all the teachers are 
you know, asking you questions about the game and then, you know, Friday night just playing them and walking into the stadium with the um, the fans packed everywhere and everything. It's uh, it's a really cool experience. And of course, it's it's one of those things I always feel bad for uh, Ken and Derek because somebody wins and somebody loses. It's got to be. I mean, you you've seen the the both the winning and the losing side of it. It's got to be tough for those guys. I mean, what when they're going against each other? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was thinking about that uh, this year a lot because in the past years I hadn't thought about it a ton. I, I've heard about it, and you know, Leonard talked about it a little bit, but I was kind of thinking like um, if we had made it to the state championship and played uh, Joel yet. I know, I know some of those guys because they're also Illinois commits and I've gotten to be pretty good friends with them. So I was thinking about that. I was like, man, it, it kind of sucks that we – it's kind of cool that I have to play, that we could play them, but it'll, it would also kind of suck just because I'm friends with those guys and, you know, it's going to – one of us is going to be disappointed. Um, so I can imagine that, you know, playing your father or playing your son, that kind of just amplifies it by like a thousand. Um, so, yeah, um, that – it's pretty wild. I mean, and those guys are both, I mean, you know, you guys, Rochester's one, you know, they like the, it's almost like it's crazy. I was talking to Derek about this uh, on a podcast earlier. It's almost like if you guys don't win the state title, it's like a disappointing season to the point because you won so many state titles. I mean, it's kind of, which is, which is insane because I don't think people realize how hard it is to win the state title. I mean, it, it's hard. It takes a lot of work and off season and, 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 and I'm sure you guys probably went in the season or your goal was to win the state title. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's the goal every year. And, you know, it, it kind of was disappointing not to be able to get the chance uh, to make it to state and, uh, and win one, but and it is kind of an expectation here, which I think is crazy, but it also helps us um, keep driving for that every year, which um, is a good, a good thing too. You, you know, you you mentioned, um, you know, it, talking about that SHG game, you had a you, you had a cramp. Was it a cramp in your that happened late in the game um, and you had to go out? It's like that it was like one of those games that almost seemed like whoever got the ball last was going to win that game. You know, it was just because no, it was so hard for either defense to get a stop against those explosive offenses. And, and it really was kind of crazy. And you went down for the, you know, it's, where, what were you out for? Like one play and and it just it's really tough to see your season kind of be like that, you know, come down to that one play, but that's, that's when you're playing really good teams. That's what it, the way it works. Yeah. I think um, towards the end of that game, I played a lot of defense that game. So I think my body was a little worn out just cause I hadn't really done that both way thing at, at all this year. And then at the end of the year, I, I tried it in that SAC game. And then um, some of the other teams that we played before them, um, the starters didn't necessarily have to play the whole game. So, you know, we kind of we kind of only played like half the game. So we were probably a little out of shape and not used to going all four quarters like that. Um, but, yeah, I ended up actually cramping in, in both of my hamstrings, both of my quads and then my left groin. Oh, jeez. So I was I was cramping a ton and Pete was working on me. He was stretching me <laughs> out and he was uh, I was chugging the pickle juice and I hate pickle <laughs> juice, but I was doing everything I could to try and get back in there. Yeah, that's a it's we've really evolved a society where we chug pickle juice on the sideline to eliminate the cramps. That's kind of wild if you think about it. So I have to admit, listening to Hank talk, 
I had a hard time believing that was a high school senior. He really <laughs> sounds so mature. And the team, the, the, the education and the coaching that he's gotten from uh, Coach Leonard there at Rochester is just amazing. And boy, I hope we can get a pipeline to some of the athletes coming out of that school because they are prepared to compete. You know, Mike, I thought the same thing. Um, just the uh, the composure for a 17, 18-year-old. And I think that, you know, when again, we've talked so much about culture and to the point that people probably are like, oh, here they go again. But it's so important. And so in a, in a player like this, you're getting someone coming from not just a winning culture, but a championship culture. When he talked about in terms of the number of, of, um, of you know, conference championships uh, to the number of, state championships there. I mean, it's, I mean, winning is expected and that's the kind of guys that coach Beal is trying to bring in. Yeah. He's going to be a fantastic leader for the team. And obviously he can do a little bit of everything. So I'm not going to underestimate how he might be used over the next four years for the Illini football team. Yeah. Great to have an orange and blue coming up starting uh, next fall in 2022. Stay with us. There's no better place to be than right here with the Illini guys on the sports spectacular. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Right back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, presented by IlliniGuys.com. And we have on the show, um, it's always a treat when this gentleman comes on. We had him on a podcast back earlier this year on I and the Illini, and he has um, been so gracious to come on uh, the this, this show today. Uh, one of the top basketball writers and analysts of our generation, Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. You also see him on Big Ten Network and on Fox Sports, and he joins us now here on the Sports Spectacular on our Newsmaker line presented by UC Bank. Uh, Mike, good to see you. Oh, great to see you too, Larry. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and good luck. I mean, uh, congratulations on the, uh, I said good luck last time. Congratulations on on the growth of the Illini guys. It's really fun to see. It's, uh, you know, you know how much respect I have for you. So uh, to have your voice amplified in the college sports space is tremendous. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, that respect is reciprocated. You and I go back uh, more years than what we probably uh, would have been. <laughs> uh, but I, as you know, I've been a huge fan of yours for a long time. And, and uh, it's great to, uh, to be a colleague of yours for so long as well. Um, you know, I want to talk very quickly with uh, some of the things that I want to get to in, in this space. But uh, let's start with this summer. Um, you know as much about college basketball as anybody. Did, can you ever recall a summer like this with, the transfer portal and NIL, it just, it, it, the word unprecedented, I can't think of any other word to describe what we just went through. Well, it's exactly right. That's the exact word. Uh, we haven't had anything like this in college sports, and I've been covering it since 1984 uh, full time. So uh, I, I, I know the space. Uh, in, I believe it was 84, right around there, 84, 85, I can't remember the exact year. 
that we had the, um, the Supreme Court decision on the Oklahoma Georgia case relative to college football television. And that's probably the only inflection point that's similar to this. It really, it really ultimately changed everything uh, because the, the constraint on televising college sports uh, went away and was opened up to everyone. And so that really changed everything in terms of how we as consumers would, would be presented college sports, college basketball, the, the, uh, the, the, everything that I do really, Fox Sports, uh, Big Ten Network, uh, the, you know, the various uh, ESPN platforms, all of that grew from that Supreme Court decision. Uh, and so that's the last time we had something similar to this. Now you're talking about with name, image, and likeness, uh, players being able to make money while they're in, while they're in school. Uh, to endorse a product, to, 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 to create a business uh, uh, in, on YouTube or, or uh, Instagram, whatever it might be, all these different things that they can do now, uh, autograph signings. Uh, and, then, and at the same time, you have the immediate transfer. Uh, the, you know, it, it, the, the transfer portal gets a lot of heat that it doesn't deserve because what the transfer portal did, and it was introduced three, four years ago, was take away that awkwardness of, no, you can't go there. Yeah, you go ahead and leave, but you can't go there. Or, you know, I'm not even going to release you to anywhere. I mean, that, that, that was all, you know, in, for a, the longest time, a coach's prerogative. And it was always awful. It had no business in college sports. So the transfer portal eliminates that. But the difference is now uh, you go into that portal and you can come out the other side and be able to play right away. Immediate eligibility is the difference. That's, that's new, and that changes a lot. And I'm not sure that I believe I'll ever be convinced that it's changed for the better. I know there are a lot of athlete advocates who believe that uh, athletes were getting a, a raw deal by not being able to compete immediately. I don't believe that. I, I, I think that more athletes will be used in this current circumstance. I've always just used it as, uh, you know, it's, it's, since it's my sport, basketball, Oh, I, you know, I'm a coach and I need 12 minutes a game from a power forward. That's all I need. If I've got that, you know, I can win this thing. I can win my league. I can make the final four, whatever the goal is, if I can get that 12 minutes. And so then I take a player in and he thinks he's going to come in and start, or she thinks that she's going to come in and start. Uh, and instead they play that 12 minutes and then maybe my team does what I want, but the kid, the athlete doesn't get the experience that he or she thought was coming. And also loses, you know, maybe a lot of credits academically and falls behind and maybe doesn't graduate and all those kinds of things. So I, I'm never going to be a super big fan of the immediate eligibility for anything other than graduate transfers. But it's all impacted the entire game. And of course, you'll see that all across college basketball this winter with players who will compete uh, immediately. And look, I, I'm not going to take that out on the players or the teams that have them. But because that's the rule now and they are following the rule. Yeah, I, here's here's my concern. And I, I completely agree with that. My concern is and I'm going to use a player you've heard of from about 20 years ago who now is rising in the coaching ranks. He's in the Bulls organization named Henry Domerkant. Henry Domerkant was an outstanding four year player for Eastern Illinois, my alma mater. Um, if a player like Henry Domerkant existed today and he had two outstanding years for a program the size and the level of EIU, what's to say he doesn't jump to an Illinois 
or a Big Ten school um, with no issues. Uh, and he could go play right away. And so in, in essence, the EIU, if you get a Henry Domercant, if you develop a Kevin Duckworth, you just become a feeder school to, to those bigger programs. Um, at the same time, if you're a kid who goes to a larger school, you can then transfer down and go right away, kind of like you can in football if you go down to, to 1AA. I, I, that's my concern is that I worry about that part of the game where you're not going to have the Steph Curry's at a Davidson and having that kind of that kind of storyline, the, the David versus Goliath NCAA tournament, because in today's play, a Steph Curry would transfer to Duke or would transfer to North Carolina. Good possibility that, that you know, I, I will say that uh, I know this relationship between Steph and Bob McKillop well, and uh, it was pretty firm. So I, I think that in that sense, it is incumbent upon the coach to have that relationship with their athletes. The difference with Henry, and Henry's an interesting case because Eastern Illinois never got good as a result of having Henry on right. their team. Uh, they were never able to fill out a, a, a roster around him that threatened really to make the NCAA tournament. And so I think that's a difference that that athlete is really, you're going to have a really hard time hanging on to him or her uh, because, you know, they're playing great and they're playing a lot and scoring a lot of points or whatever, but they're not having the team success. So, you know, they get to the senior year maybe, and they think, well, I put in three years and, 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 and this isn't happening. You're not getting players around me who can get this done. And I can go and I can walk right into the starting lineup at, uh, at Kentucky or Duke or Carolina or wherever, uh, Illinois. Um, and they have got a spot for me and, and I can get in and I can get into the NCAA tournament because we're going to be good. And so I understand that desire. And, and I was really fully in favor of it when it was exclusive to graduate students. Uh, I was really fully in favor of that. And I understand the athlete wanting that now in, in that circumstance, because he or she has put in that, you know, that time, it, the, the ones that are a little bit bothersome are the ones who, you know, go to a, a low major, mid-major school, have a great freshman year, and then all of a sudden decide they're too big for the place they're at. That's not always going to work out. Um, it's not always going to lead to superstardom at the next, you know, at the higher level of Division One. All in all, I, I still think that year in residence has great value. And, and here's another part of it. You know, I talked about that using the athlete to get to 12 minutes or whatever. Under the old rule, for a coach to take a transfer was a massive investment because you're taking a, a spot on your roster, obviously the, the expense of having that player around. And that player could not do anything for you for 12 months from a competitive advantage standpoint. You couldn't score you any points, couldn't rush for any yards in football, couldn't hit any home runs in baseball, whatever it might be. Uh, they couldn't do that. Um, but, you know, but you had to say, I'm in anyway, because I think this player is going to be good for my program and we're going to be good for him or her. So I, I, I don't agree with that part of it. But again, I'm accepting of it because it's the rule. It's what, I, what they decided on. Uh, there will be athletes who benefit from it. And I hope that, you know, I hope it's universal. I don't expect that it will be, but I hope it is. Yeah. Yeah. Talk with Mike DeCourcy here, the sporting news here on the newsmaker line presented by Busey bank. I want to talk about one more thing before we move on name image likeness. Um, I, I, I think the time has come. I know there are those who are against it. Um, where, where do you stand on this? Is, is the, the time there in terms of the economics of college sports that these players can make a few dollars off their likeness? Fully in favor of that. Absolutely. Uh, especially, you know, we go back to circumstances. 
I believe the young man's name was Darnell Autry, if I remember correctly. I, I, I remember Darnell Autry playing for Northwestern. I believe this was his circumstance. He was an, he, he had, he was an actor and had an opportunity for a role. Uh, and I'm sorry if it wasn't Darnell, it was another Northwestern player, but he had an opportunity for a role and, and the NCAA rules for, forbade uh, him from taking the, uh, taking the acting game. And that, it's just, that is ridiculous. And that can't, that had to stop. And other things like uh, Johnny Manziel signing autographs. And look, he knew the rules, so that's a problem. But that rule had no good purpose. It's not, it's not reasonable to the athlete. Uh, so I, I'm fully in favor of that. I'm not a big fan of the big, rich booster, uh, whatever, who you know does the blanket. If you play for this school, you get $800, whatever. It is. I, I, we don't need that. Yeah. If you have a legit reason for, you know, th this player, this athlete can help market your product, cool, do it. But the other stuff, I'm not super big fan of. Yeah, and that's where I think that there's going to have to be some kind of legislation or rules. Right now it's the wild, wild west. And I know you've discovered, I've discovered, there are even some college administrators who aren't sure the, of the rules <laughs> as you're going through. They're not, they're not quite sure. I've gotten phone calls. People say, can you help me out with this? I think this is how it goes. How do you interpret it? So um, it's uh, certainly going to be uh, uh, evolving, I think, even from here. We'll take a quick time out right here on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. More with Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, and we continue after a quick break. This is the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular presented by theatlantaguys.com. You have a lot to look forward to growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Sports Spectacular continues here, and uh, Mike DeCourcy, uh, so kind to, to stay with us. You should know that Mike and I, when we talk on occasion, uh, it could go for hours. We're going to make this just a few minutes uh, because we know that you guys don't have hours listening, uh, whether you're on one of the radios on our network or uh, on the podcast version on IlliniGuys.com uh, later on uh, over the weekend or next week. Uh, Mike, let's talk about this, uh, uh, the changes in college basketball. Roy Williams is, is gone. Um, Mike Krzyzewski is on his way out. You, you got to think that Jim Bayheim, after his son's graduate, is probably going to uh, hit the door. It's a real change right now in the landscape of, of what has been the norm in college basketball. Yeah, we, we've been blessed uh, as those who follow college basketball, men's college basketball, to, to see all these tremendous uh, Hall of Fame level basketball coaches that we've seen from from Jim Calhoun and uh, and, and obviously Dean Smith back in the day, Bob Knight, uh, and now this generation of coaches, including Roy Williams and Mike Shashevsky and, and Jim Beheim uh, and Tom Izzo, and obviously the you know the everybody hits the the end of their of their uh, careers at some point, uh, and sometimes it's maybe not chosen. I mean, obviously Jim. Calhoun was was a health issue. He just had too many stacking up on the, on each other, and it wasn't really, you know, it was really hard for Connecticut because he he had so many things that were were keeping him out of games, and he ultimately decides to step away. and And I think it was smart for him because he's been much healthier 
the last six or seven, eight years. So good for him. And, uh, and he, and he actually got back into it at the, I believe it's a D three level because he just loves coaching so much, you know, for Mike, uh, you know, he's, he's stuck around for as long as he has and done such amazing work, uh, with Duke and the U S men's national team. Uh, it's been great to see. And, you know, I've enjoyed my association with him over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, it's been tremendous. Uh, he, he's been a real gentleman, always generous with me. I'm going to miss him being a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, but that's the, the nature of the sport, you know, John Wooden retired once upon a time and, uh, and, and the game goes on. And so, uh, we're going to miss these guys as they exit, but we also still have Mark few and we still have Jay Wright, uh, and we still have, uh, so many great coaches around the country. And, and, and we have the next generation of, of significant coaches like Mick Cronin at UCLA uh, and Scott Drew, the reigning NCAA champion. There, there, there are always new uh, and fresh ideas and fresh approaches. And what will be interesting to see, Larry, is, you know, will Scott Drew still be doing it when, he's, when he reaches 65, 70? Uh, will Mick Cronin still be doing it when he reaches 65, 70? Th- th- those are all interesting, uh, you know, questions that of course we can't have answers to you know, the funny thing I will say that interacting with some of those co- not, not Mick and, but some of the coaches that are now in their sixties uh, over, you know, cause they're about, they're my contemporaries uh, and interacting with them, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they'd look at somebody uh, that, you know, like Jim Calhoun and say, man, there's no way I'm coaching when <laughs> I'm out of this, you know, and now they're there and they're like, I don't have to go anywhere. Like, <laughs> I'm making a lot of money. I'm, I'm dealing with young people. This is pretty cool. I don't see the exit door being that invite. Yeah. So it, 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 they always at that, you know, at that younger age are thinking how cool it will be to, you know, to retire onto the big pile of money they're accumulating. And then they get up to it and they think, yeah, this is fun. I don't want to go. I'm, I'm up against a local break. We've got to stop just one more time. And then I will ask Mike DeCorsi of the Sporting News his thoughts on this year's Illini basketball team. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. You're listening to an encore presentation of the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. But just a reminder, the latest Illini Insider info is still piping hot right now on IlliniGuys.com. Now let's get back to the show. Line Eye Guys, Sports Spectacular continues now. Larry Smith here with Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. Um, you know, when you and I talked back in February, you were the first national person to, to call out Illinois as a team uh, that was a serious contender. And, boy, you were right. At that point, they, they, they ran off a series of wins, um, had huge success. Um, even when Io DeSumo went down, I mean, I, I've joked that the, the win at Michigan – uh, I've compared uh, that to it was a beatdown of major proportions. It was the worst loss by a top two AP ranked team at home since 1995. And they did it while Io was doing his Jean-Claude on the side from Ricky Bobby sipping macchiatos watching it because he wasn't even a part of it. And yet they just they just, just destroyed them. Um, and and the Illini Nation, we took great pride in that. Uh, the, the, so kudos to you uh, for seeing that in that team. They didn't have the March success that they would have liked. Iowa's gone, but talk with the Illinois coaches. They think this team actually has greater potential than last year's team. Well, you lose an NBA player in Io, so it, I, I'm always a little bit skeptical of that. And and the other thing is that 
you knew Io was going to be a great player coming in. What you didn't know, and, and what, I, what I wrote about prior to Io's final season was, if he comes back and he shoots 40% from three, then it's worth it. If he doesn't put in the work, and of course we know Io is a hard worker, but if he doesn't pull it, put in the work and gain the confidence to shoot that 40, then he should probably just go chase the NBA. But he did, and it worked out great for him. And he became a, you know, he probably went lower in the draft than he should have, but he became a significant NBA pick and he's going to make a team and he's going to do great. Um, the, there, the difference with that question, will he shoot 40 or will he just shoot 33 or 32? It's a lot different. Okay. Who's going to play? Who's going to be the guy, you know, you know, obviously that Kofi is going to have a significant season. How, how significant is totally up to him. What does he work on? How, you know, how, how does he try to get better? How does he try to make that leap from, you know, really great college, big guy, second team, all American to being a real pro prospect. Cause he can, but he's got, there's, there are things that he's going to work on to do that. And in Io's case was shoot 40% in his case, he's got to be able to guard a perimeter ball screen. If he can't do that, he can't play in the league. If he can do that, he can play for 15 years. It's that simple mm-hmm. to him and how he does that. You know, how do you incorporate that with also helping Illinois be the best possible team it can be? I don't think they're mutually exclusive at all. I think that he can do both of those things. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I'm, I am maybe the biggest media fan, supporter, whatever you want to call it, in terms of my belief in his talent of Andre Corbello. I think he's terrific. Uh, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Um, I, by the end of last year, you saw how often they wanted the ball in his hands even with a guy who was a four-year guy in, 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 um, in what they had, uh, uh, they, you know, it, they, they wanted the ball uh, in Andre's hands as much as they could. He was, he was just terrific at moving the basketball at getting it into scorers hands. Uh, and so I think that him being back in place is enormous for this team. And then you've got two guys in Trent Frazier, and DeMonte Williams, who are rugged, who are, you know, who, who are veterans, who know how to play. Um, though, so you know what you have, but what, you know, what, what can you get? You know, what can you get out of Austin Hutcherson? You know, there's so much buzz and all that, uh, but what can he really do? I mean, he hasn't had to do it at this level. And so what, what can he do it when he starts facing Big Ten defenses and maybe coaches that game plan against him? You know, what can Coleman Hawkins deliver? Um, Omar Payne, uh, I think, you know, the baseline for Omar Payne is exactly what you need. Um, you need the baseline is 15 to 18 minutes a game, depending on how they rotate things, solid, physical, smart, you need all that. He's all of that, but maybe the ceiling is uh, definitely the ceiling is a lot higher than that. Um, and so how rapidly does he progress to that season? I think there are many more questions about this Illinois team than there were a year ago. Mm-hmm. Question, you know, the point, the thing is, if they, if all the answers come affirmatively, then I could see where the coaches would say, yes, we can be better. Um, we can be more consistent. We can, you know, there are things that we can do, but uh, you know, I, I do think that uh, the, the, at least you're not depending as much on freshmen to be difference makers as you were a year ago. Uh, you definitely had to have the freshman be great. And Adam Miller was very good at most things. Um, he was consistent uh, in terms of his effort, his energy. But offensively, 
here, there, one day, not there the other day. So, you know, I, you know, you don't have to worry quite as much about that. Andre, you didn't know how long it would take for him to get full command of Illinois offense. Uh, and so now you don't have as many questions in that regard. And, I, and so I know why the coaches would be really confident going into this year. Yeah, there's no question. And you're right about, about Andre Corbello. And looking at that, I think that one thing that we forget in those three games I'll miss into the year in the Nebraska game at home, which was uh, kind of in the middle of that, um, he almost had a triple-double starting in place of Io. Now, remember, there have only been four triple-doubles in the history of Illinois basketball, two of them by Io, and yet this freshman almost did it. If, if the, his teammates could have hit a shot, they went cold in the final five minutes. He had eight assists. He, he had some dimes that could have been assists, but they didn't hit the shot. So um, I, I think you're right. I think he is somebody that Brad Underwood said coming out of high school – he called him the best point guard in the country in this class, and people laughed at him. I think that will end up coming true. If he shoots 30, 32, 33%, our insider Brad Sturdy is here from NBA Scouts, that he may be a first-round pick, even a lottery pick. The NBA Scouts love Corbello's game, and I think he, more than anybody, he's the key. His development, his maturity, because they gave him the keys to this team, will, be, uh, will, will, will tell how far this team will go. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I, that, you know, I don't have any doubt about him in terms of his ability to play at this level. Now, like you said, he's, I think he shot 18% from three last year. Yeah, it was low. He's not a pro prospect at that level. And he's also somebody who teams can gain plan against if he continues at that level because you just sag off of him and he can counter that a little bit, but it always gives the defense a weapon against that they can use against you. If you push that up to the number you talked about, you have to be honest about him. You can't it, 32, 33% is not a great percentage for a college player, but you can't totally dishonor that. I mean, if, if, if he makes one out of every three threes and he does all these other things, he's going to punish you. So I, I, I obviously he needed to spend a lot of this off season working on, and again, some of it's technique and form and all that, but another part of it is confidence and belief. I can make this shot uh, that, you know, it, it's, all of us have shot a basketball and we know the difference between believing that that ball is going in and thinking, you know, if I miss this shot, uh, we lose. And so, uh, and, you know, and then, then you're off the court for the next three hours or whatever <laughs> uh, that. So, yeah. So I, I think that it, it's, it's partly technique and, and it's partly confidence, but he's got to get that down to, to, in order for Illinois to be the best version of itself. Yeah. Well, uh, you and I have done it again. We have, uh, have gone over our time, uh, as always, but I do hope we can talk again soon. Uh, once the season does get underway, I want to definitely, um, get some thoughts in terms of, um, what you're seeing in the opening weeks. And, and again, your projection, because you're always spot on because you know, this game, Mike, we appreciate it. Oh, Larry, anytime I will always make time for you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Okay, Mike DeCorsi of the Sporting News. You can also see him on Big Ten Network and Fox Sports as well. And a great friend of the Illini guys. And we appreciate um, him taking his time and talents to spend time with us. Hey, quick break right now. We're going to continue with much more here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. You have a lot to look forward to. Growing your family. Opening your own business. Retiring to travel. Leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. 
a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. The Sports Spectacular is back, presented by IlliniGuys.com, being heard on more than 20 stations all across the state of Illinois and on the internet as well. We're glad you're with us. One of my all-time favorite players, going back to when I was a young kid back in the 80s, dating myself, was Bruce Douglas. Just loved watching him, tough, defended. Um, just great to watch him play with that group. Yeah, he was one of my favorites too, Brad. And those teams with uh, Douglas and Ephraim Winters were amongst the best in the nation and some of the best in the history of the Illini basketball program. And I recently talked with Bruce on our podcast, Eye on the Illini, and he was fantastic. So let's take a listen to this. Playing in, in high school um, in front of sold out gyms every night, five, and our gyms in the big six were big, you know, 5,000. Ours was 5,500. The, the Quad Cities were 6,000 up in Moline. And so playing under those kind of circumstances and in those kind of stadiums gave us the, uh, the opportunity to see the game at a bigger level. Uh, we had fan support all over the place, we were on TV. A lot, and so just dealing with those uh, those times where you have to really prepare yourself, stay committed, stay focused. Coach Leggett was a great teacher of the game. He had a great vision, and uh, was able to really teach me those things when I was when I was young. Um, and so, you know, they would say you have to be a map major uh, because coach would have a play for everything. But the benefit for me was that basically he taught me the play, and 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 then I was able to to transfer that onto the court to the rest of the players. And so being in the right place at the right time was something that we not only depended on, but uh, it, 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 it was a part of our winning and uh, a great part of my passing and anticipation. So yeah, all those things were great benefits. When I got to the, the big 10 and the college level, um, competing was something that was very normal for me. Um, and when you get the, the transition from high school to college, it's about competing. It's about competing with people with, with a similar talent, uh, being able to not just be fundamentally sound, but being able to see things in advance. And so I thought I was far ahead in that area. And, and just thanks to not just Coach Leggett, Coach Hanks, uh, a lot of the great coaches that I played for growing up in that era. So Quincy gave me a great advantage, no question. So, so nowadays, of course, uh, at IlliniGuys.com, we spend a lot of our time looking at recruits and talking to recruits and, and, and you know, it's, it's a little bit of, of seeing how the sausage is made in terms of how uh, a roster is assembled. What kind of experience was it for you coming out of that program, national exposure? How did you decide to go to University of Illinois and what type of competition was there that, that nowadays we would know every move that you were making, but in those days, you know, we didn't, we didn't have those sources of information. So what was that like getting recruited and ending up at university of Illinois? Well, it was a, 
Um, first of all, I, I was fortunate to have a great support family, a, you know, a, a great family that um, that always not just supported me, but guided me in, in the right direction. And, uh, and of course, being in a great community helps with that. But I think, you know, when you think about it, um, playing, uh, you think about where you're going to be most comfortable. I, I, I love Coach Henson. He was down to earth. Uh, he understood the game. Um, and of course, Derek Harper was there at the time. And that was a big, a big key for me because I'm always looking for somebody to learn from, somebody that I know uh, is at a high level. And I thought Derek was, and we hit it off real well. And then I had the opportunity to, to meet with Ephraim and Doug and Scott and talk during the year, uh, my senior year, and uh, really kind of build the, the, the opportunity and the ideals that we could all be there uh, to make a difference at Illinois. And then of course, Champagne was like home to me. <laughs> I just, I fell in love with the assembly hall and being there every March. And so yeah. to me, it was an easy choice because it, it gave me all of the things that, um, that I thought I'd been prepared for. That was to go to a program where I could make a, a, an impact, to be at home where my family could see me and to, to think that I could be a part of Illinois becoming a powerhouse again. Uh, just um, to me, that was, it was easy. Now it was a, it was a, great, um, a great journey having Bobby Knight, Digger Phelps and Ray Meyer, uh, you know, um, uh, Judd Heathcote, uh, Jim Dutcher, uh, Bobby Knight, you know, all the great coaches come in. And in those days, they, they all came to your house and they all had a pitch and they all, you know, Bobby came in and said, listen, I promise you, Miss Douglas, if I get your son, we will win a national championship. And, he, you know, he said, I did it with Quinn Buckner. I did it with Isaiah Thomas. So he's naming all these great Illinois point guards. And yep. believe me, when you hear that, that, that line, you think, I, he, know, he knows I'm about championships uh, yep. and, uh, and winning. And, and so it was definitely, um, you know, a lot that you had to think about. But I think, you know, uh, like we talked earlier, it, it, thinking what's going to be the best situation for you. And for me, Illinois was just, uh, you know, at, at Michigan State, I loved it there. DePaul was even a, a great uh, powerhouse at that time. Exactly. I had a great visit up here. So there was a lot of things going through your mind, but at the heart of it, my heart was just at Illinois, and it, it, it just kept pulling me that way. And uh, I never forget when I told my mom, I said, Mom, I, I think there's no question about it. I just, you know, I, I think this is where God wants me to be. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. How, how did you tell, like, a legend, told you I was going to overuse that word tonight, but how, how did you tell a guy like Bobby Knight, sorry, but I'm not going there? How, how, do you, how does somebody do that? It's tough. I can tell you, it's not easy because Bobby, um, uh, he's a great coach and a great man. And I mean, what they do is they continue to put in front of you the things that they know you want most. And so, of course, when I called Bobby and, and told him that, you know, I had made a decision and uh, the first thing he was saying is, you know, listen, because I did it my junior year and he was saying, hey, we still got time. Uh, this is the place you need to be. This is where you're going to win a championship. And and, you know, they, they, they pretty much tell you all the things that they have in place, all the things they've done and, um, and all the things they can do for you. And, uh, of course, all the Big Ten campuses are great. The support systems were great. But telling Bobby was probably one of the toughest things you, you'll ever do because he's a great persuader and he's a great motivator and, uh, and he's accomplished great things. And whenever you have to 
to have a conversation with those kind of people and tell them that you made a decision to go somewhere else. It's not easy, but, but at the end of the conversation, he wished me well. And of course, you can hear the entire podcast by going to IlliniGuys.com or you can go on any of your podcast suppliers and it's obviously out there on Apple. You can get it on Google Play, etc. Brad, when you look back at those, that era, what, what, what did you think of those players? It was, it was so much fun. I, I loved watching Ephraim Winters catch alley-oop dunks. I mean, that was like my excitement, right? I mean, seeing him go up and you know throw it down behind his head, whatever it was, it was so much fun. And then Bruce Douglas could lock anybody up. He just kind of just wasn't the flashiest guy, but, man, he just made every play, You know, just made the right play and right read. It, it was so much fun to watch those guys play growing up. And really, that's when I became a fan. You know, Mark Smith, Eddie Johnson, and then those guys. So uh, yeah. it was it was great. The 80s belong to the Illini. I think they should use that for a tagline. Yes. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, Brad, you're uh, exactly right. I think they did. <laughs> no question about that. Hey, listen to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Uh, coming up, the guy that Brett Bielema says you can make a case for being the most important member of this Illinois football staff. We'll hear from him next. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing. When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make. Like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call. Or being there for support not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. HX Home Solutions uses only the best materials, and their team of experienced professionals gets the job done right and on time. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000, and schedule your free estimate, 8806000. I have never been around anyone that truly cares about the athlete outside of football. Giving these guys the mindset of what it means to be a husband, a father, um, let alone a student athlete, as well as giving them different advice with how to take on pressure from all aspects of outside life. So right then and there, and I know what type of person he is outside of wearing the coach's hat. So um, I, I, there was, there was no question when I got the phone call from Coach B. Um, I was going to drive, I believe it's six hours away from my hometown, Memphis, Tennessee, and um, fall in love with this place here in Champaign. And it had everything to do with Coach B, his mission, his philosophy, and how he, how he operates on a day-to-day basis. Well, that was uh, Tank Wright, the strength and conditioning coach for the 
uh, Fighting Illini football team is uh, part of a podcast that uh, Mike Cagley did. Uh, Eye on the Illini. You can catch all those on IlliniGuys.com. They're right there waiting for you. Also on uh, wherever you find, uh, get all your Apple, uh, all your podcasts, Apple and all the rest of those. Um, Take an interesting guy. In fact, you know, you, you wonder how important is a strength and condition, conditioning guy to your program? How important is he? Well, Brett Bielema was on the Sports Spectacular just last week, and here is what he had to say about Tank's impact on this program. Yeah, he's a, he's a great addition. You know, in reality, uh, to be honest, your strength coach touches your student athletes more than any other coach in your program, right? So he's around mm-hmm. 24-7, uh, 365 days a year. There's, there's eight discretionary weeks that we have to take into account, but for the most part, he touches them on a daily basis. Um, and, and the effect that he's had in our program has been overwhelming. Yeah, and you can really see when you listen to Coach how important a strength and conditioning coach is to the overall organization and the program. And one of the things that we saw when the media did a tour of the Smith Center is Tank gave us a tour of the weight room, and he was the most infectious enthusiastic speaker of the day we met a lot of great coaches but tank was the guy who really pumped people up and we're just a bunch of old folks walking through a weight room so i can only imagine how good he is with the with the players it almost when you make you stop and work out didn't it mike i mean almost almost <laughs> almost. almost right but it so, didn't <laughs> i i look at that i think it's huge i look at the basketball side too you know adam fletcher I think is the best strength and conditioning coach in basketball in the country. You've got tank on the football side. It's such a key part of the program. They spend so much time with these guys and you know what they're like. You know, you talk about tanks intensity. If you've ever watched Adam Fletcher, most people don't watch the basketball bench, but you know, we get to sit behind it. Fletch is the most animated guy on the bench. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's fired up when, you know, he's always flexing for these guys and, you know, giving them high fives and, it's just a great relationship between him and the players. And I think we need to get him on the show too. So that would be fun. Well, I think too, about the strength and conditioning is they know the players diet. They know what the players are thinking. They know the, what the players love and hate. So they probably are playing good cop, bad cop. But the other thing that I, I, when I think about tank, I just, I have dreams of what, Wisconsin linemen look like and Michigan state linemen look like. And finally, Illinois is going to have an offensive line or a defensive line. That's going to look like somebody who plays in the big 10. That'll be a nice change. He's <laughs> tank is a tank's a hell of a guy. And when I've, when I saw some of the numbers that these guys, that these players have put on in the off season, mm-hmm. the proof's in the pudding and looks like tank is a key weapon for the Illini program. And that's the best name for a strength and conditioning guy. I was Dang, just going to say I mean, that. Come on. That's perfect. Be better. <laughs> yeah. If you're, a, if you're an S&C guy named Slim, it's yeah. not quite the same effect. <laughs> Weak. Well, it might, it might be a joke, you know, the Slim yeah. name. <laughs> exactly. Looking like me. That's not happening. Back in <laughs> uh, Boy, we have almost uh, come to the end of another Atlanta guy sports spectacular. But again, just a reminder, it's Illinois, Nebraska, 1220 kickoff. You can watch it nationally televised game. It is the only college game on at this time slot. So all eyes uh, will be watching. Be sure to uh, come on IlliniGuys.com as well. <clears throat> and our game room, losing my voice here after two hours. Our game room, really great, real-time uh, contributions from all these guys, our analysts and our experts, uh, the Atlanta guys community. No name column. You don't get involved in that. 
seven-day free trial. Come check it out at IlliniGuys.com. Again, thanks so much for being here. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular presented by the Illini Guys Radio Network.